Please mind the gap between the train and the platform. This is Knightsbridge. This is a Piccadilly line service to Cockfosters. Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show, 60 minutes of audio on the internet. So now, without further ado, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Because to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world wide web. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, I am Spud Goodman. Thank you very much for tuning into our show tonight. That being said, I am going to have to ask for your patience during this episode due to a personal matter. I'm helping out a friend tonight, okay? Um, actually, my neighbor, Latasha, by babysitting her little one, Donald. Uh, you know, it, it shouldn't have any impact on the program as this is the third time you know, I've had the little fella here in the studio and he's such an easy baby to deal with. And I'm betting you're not even going to know he's here, okay? You know, I could have told Latasha that I was working tonight and couldn't handle it, but since she works three jobs, actual jobs, not like sitting on her butt talking into a microphone, it's pretty difficult for me to say no to her. She's been a very, very good friend to me, you know, for a long time. Well, uh, I also should state uh, my uh, prior long, long-term co-host, Chick Hunter, is not in the studio with me tonight, and he was the other occasions we had Donald with us, and because he had some experience, so I have a little concern now that I'm stuck with his temporary co-host, Doofus, on my right as a caregiver. Oh. Jesus, I, I guess I need to introduce you. Please acknowledge the presence of Gerald Holcomb. Yeah, well, it's good to be here with you, Spud. Now, you do know I have a... I have extensive experience with babies, right? Oh, right, yeah. Uh, you know what? You might want to support his head if you're going to hold him like well, that. Well, I'm trying, but put up his head. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. listen, I have three children. Uh, I know <laughs> I, I, you've not been around too many babies in your life to this point, so I'm here to help wherever I can. I, I know you had three kids, but I bet your stay-at-home wife handled all the kid duties. You can't oh. even change a diaper. I've changed diapers. Uh, granted, the wife preferred to handle this herself. Yeah. Between you and me, she does have a bit of OCD in her. OCD, or obsessive compulsive disorder, is an anxiety disorder characterized by intrusive thoughts that produce uneasiness, apprehension, fear, or worry. Repetitive behaviors aimed at producing the associated anxiety or a combination of such obsessions and compulsions. Yeah. She's very demanding in regards to proper diapering procedures. But, Spud, speaking of diapers, uh, you might want to check Donald's right now. I think he may have relieved himself. Okay, thanks, because yeah. I don't do diapers, by the way. You, no. You're going to handle it. But, oh, no, no. But don't worry about my OCD tendencies when you're changing, because I could care less how you do it. But, but, as long as he does not leak. All right, all right. That's me... the key thing. Come here, Donald. No, yeah. not, well, oh. 
Oh, you're a big baby, aren't you? Yeah. Hey, hey, when, would you, when you get that diaper off, point him in the other direction yeah. away from me, please. I don't want to get hit with friendly fire. Ooh. This sports jacket is my favorite. Okay, all right, sure. Hey, no, Don that way. That, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. Okay, Donald, okay. look over here. No, over here. All right, let me get that onesie off you. You know, we never had to change his diaper mm. the other two times he was in the studio. I, I was hoping he could just hold it until I brought him back to his mom's. No, you know, no, no. He must, must have a weak bladder now or something because he's gotten a few months older. I didn't plan on that. Spud is a man who gets up in the middle of the night so many times to pee. I mean, if it's under five, it's a cause to wake up with glee. But with babies, it's no longer about I, myself, and me. Hey, Spud, this may not be the time to bring this up, but, you know, the studio's not exactly kid-proofed. There are so many wires and cords. I don't know how safe this environment is for a baby. Well, I don't have any choice right now. I have to watch Donald until Latasha gets off work at midnight. All right? Let's just get through this show, and I'll, I'll take him back to my apartment when the show's over before the post-show report. I'm out of here as soon as this thing's over with, the first hour. I'll, I'll do my best to keep an eye on him, but this is going to have to be a group project. All of us need to keep our eye on him and make sure he doesn't put anything in his mouth. Well, speaking of that, I stopped you know, at a 7-Eleven on the, on the way over here and picked uh -huh. up you know, a few snacks for him. Okay, for, for the both of us. You know, because oh. you know, hungry people get really cranky. Yeah. And I can't have a baby crying in the background when I'm interviewing celebrity guests. I don't, I don't want him to think I'm doing a radio show out of a daycare center or something. Well, I'll do my best to distract Donald when you're on the line with guests. But listen, now that we got that wet thing off you, buddy, don't you feel better? He look, he's laughing. Look, he doesn't look really any happier. Oh. Why don't you, like, break off a piece of one of those Slim Jims I have in the bag over there and make it a small piece so he doesn't choke? Because safety first. Yeah, but he's a couple of years away from eating Slim Jims. Slim Jim is an American brand of jerky snacks or dried sausage sold globally and manufactured by Conagra Foods, a food conglomerate based in Omaha. Do you have any formula? You know... Latasha did give me some of that stuff, I think, but yeah. I forgot it at my apartment. Mm. Why don't you send one of those interns to, to Safeway to pick up a gallon of milk? Trent can run over there. He's quick. A gallon is way more than no, what Donald I, needs. I, I know that, but I'm out of it at my place and had, like, I need, like, two bowls of Captain Crunch cereal dry this morning, and the roof of my mouth is totally thrashed. That's tough. But anyway, I, I got to play some music right now. So uh, if his stomach is growling, look in the bag from 7-Eleven and see what, you know, what's appropriate, and there's got to be something, all right, right? All right. So the song I'm about to play is uh, one of my favorite all-time bands, The Sonics, all right? But my executive producers put a cap on how many of their songs I can play. So uh, whatever, whatever. So I, I, I'm going to ignore her anyway. So uh, this one is from their new record, This is the Sonics, and it's titled The Hard Way. Hit it, please. <laughs> Oh, 
This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hi, it's Kevin Nealon, and I'm on the Spud Goodman Show, but not for long. Whew. Hey, uh, Spud, our first guest, Gilbert Gottfried, is holding for you. He, he lives in New York, right? Yeah. You know, he told me he had some housework to do tonight, but he could squeeze in a call to the show. He, he's really big on batch processing. You know, the last time he was on, I thought I heard him washing dishes or something. Um, yeah, Gilbert's a little hyperactive, and he, he told me he tries to stay busy while on the phone as he gets bored easily. Hmm. I mean, how would you like to be constantly doing these lame-ass radio interviews each week before you come to town to appear at a club? That would get old fast. Yeah, I guess so. Well, get him on now before he starts vacuuming his apartment, all right? Put him through. Gotcha. All right, please welcome back to our show, stand-up comedian and actor Gilbert Gottfried. So how the hell are you doing, man? Ah, and you? Uh, yeah, about that, about that. Uh, it's a little bit of a challenge tonight in the studio. Uh, well, Gilbert, I should probably also give you a heads up uh, that we have a baby here in the studio with us tonight. I'm not big on kids, and I'm just doing a favor for my neighbor, Latasha. So I just want to give you a heads up. So anyway, you know, Donald's not a bad baby. He's just a little needy, yeah, you know. Well, well, it, it, it's how you could make money on the side. Well, actually, I'm doing this as a freebie. She's, you know, she, I owe her a bunch of favors. So, but I, if you know, if we need to know any like tips on how to deal with uh, babies, kind of hit you up with some tips. Like maybe do you wipe up or down with a diaper deal? I have no idea. But anyway, all right, let's let's get going uh, here. No, yes, <laughs> slapping them is good. Okay, okay. Yes. I'll remember that one. All right. Yes. Um, but we got plenty and, of food. And I usually, to punish them, I leave them in the car when I go shopping. Well, you at least leave the car running so the radio's on or something, don't you? Because you're really boring. Uh, yes. All right, super. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast. I've checked out some episodes, and they're very entertaining. Is this the future, uh, the, the future of entertainment as we currently know it? I I don't understand how uh, I still you know if someone asks me you know how can I find your podcast I still I'm not sure I I mean you go to gilbertgottfried.com but I still don't understand what a podcast is really you know if it's a radio show or something. And, yeah, but I do like a lot of old... I like to talk about old Hollywood on this show. Well, um, you've had some really interesting people, and I know that for a fact, looking at the list of guests. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but, you know, you as a host of an interview show is, first of all, it's a brilliant stroke because... Um, I got to say this, uh, having had you uh, interviewed you a few times, you're sometimes, you know, you make a, a host work their butt off to get something personal out of you. How do you deal with a legendary actor who may be private but has a buttload of interesting stories and you got to drag them out of him or her? Uh, that's, uh, you know, that that's something tricky. It's like the, the funny thing about doing this is that it gives me another look at interviews like because all these years i've been the one being interviewed right and then uh then when i'm on the other side i go oh 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 this is what they're going through yep yeah i mean i i've i've we spoke a few times on the air and uh you know you're not i wouldn't say a private person but you, you know i mean you, you got to work a little bit uh interviewing you but have you had anybody that that uh was really tough to uh to kind of get them to open up but then it was fantastic 
Uh, yeah, yeah, there's, there's been a few where uh, they, they just need to loosen up a little. And, um, and, and then there's those types where uh, they'll tell a story that's interesting but could really be edited down. You know, so it's it's uh, that's a tricky thing with doing interviews. Right. It it's it's like it's kind of like someone who tells a joke that could be told in one line, and and, and spends an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been there. I've been there, Gilbert. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Gerald uh, Burpin, would you please? Um, well, have you ever had a guest on the podcast that got really pissed at you, like through a total tantrum during an interview? It's not a talk show without a few of those, you know. Yeah, I, I so far, uh, luckily not, but I'm sure it'll be coming up. But I've had a lot of people who who want to do the show and are on. Like I, you know, I interviewed Steve Buscemi, um, uh, Louis Black, Bob Saget, um, uh, Weird Al Yankovic, and. Um, Oh, oh, Danny Danny Bonaducci is one of those dream guests because he has no filter whatsoever. Yeah, we, we had Danny on. He's he's uh, he's a yeah he's a very verbal man. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. It's like you, you don't have to worry that he's gonna clam up on anything. It's like I said to him in the interview. I said, "You're probably tired of talking about that time." that you beat up a transvestite hooker in your car. And he goes, no, I love talking about that. So yeah, you don't get that's that very the kind often. of guest you like. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, Abe Bogota tossed a bunch of F-bombs at me once. I shouldn't have asked him what his sign was, but mostly, yeah, it's... <laughs> but would you consider making a personal appearance at a potential sponsor's place? I know it's not a great time to bring this up, but the guy's listening tonight, and he just texted me about it. What should I say to him? He wants an answer right now. What kind of business? Well, I think it's a marijuana store. Oh, it's supposed wow. to be a nice one. They offer free espresso, and they have a piano player during the day. Why would a pot store want me to make an appearance? Well, the owner said they've asked just about every other minor celebrity in this state, and they haven't gotten anybody to say yes. Well, stall them until after the show. I need to run it by my mom. She handles all my appearances. You know that. Now can I get okay. back to the interview? Anyway, um, okay. Well, hey, this is off topic, but I was wondering if maybe, has, has Geico called lately to ask you to do another commercial? Because they say time heals all wounds. Oh, oh it, wasn't, it wasn't Geico. Oh, who was it? It was uh, Matt. Yeah, that was Aflac. Oh, Aflac, who, uh, yeah. Well, they're all the same to me, but they haven't called lately or anything? I guess all's not good, right, still? Uh, no, it's, it's like, you know, it, it was like the tsunami hit. I did some jokes like I always do. Right. Whenever there's, like, some news story. And they got... Uh, offended, got loads of free publicity off it, then hired a guy to imitate my voice for less money, thus bringing closure to a horrible tragedy. I thought that voice sounded familiar, so it was a knockoff. All right, because I, I heard it last night. Yeah, All right. yeah. All right, super. Um, well... When you're doing stand-up at clubs around the country, do you ever feel out the crowd like during the opening act and make subtle changes before taking the stage, or you just say, uh, uh, F it, uh, whatever, and just go for it? Uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot goes... There are things that go through your mind. It's like 
every time I'm about to go on stage, I'm thinking, I can't do this. <laughs> it's like I don't feel... And then when you go on stage, you're there. Right. And so your adrenaline is going. Well, when a pro... And, and the, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying... And and sometimes when you're on stage, you'll start going, hmm, this bit doesn't work. <laughs> or, uh, or why don't I change the line? How come I never change this line? <laughs> weird, weird thoughts. And other times, there, there are times when you're on stage. I've heard this with dramatic actors and singers and everything, that you're on stage and you... It looks like you're putting 100% into what you're doing, and you're actually thinking, oh, i got to do the laundry tomorrow. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. You know, yeah. I, I'm kind of experiencing that, maybe at this moment, but I, I never really thought about it. I thought those were just weird thoughts that popped into my head, so it's normal. You have that too, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I've heard, like, there are these rock singers who are belting them out and they're sweating and screaming or dramatic actors doing like, you know, Shakespeare and and they're going, uh, huh, where are those brown socks I, I had? Uh, I wonder where I put those. Well, yeah, because I was just thinking about my last year's tax return. I think I forgot. Anyway, never mind. Well, what a pro's pro. <laughs> Like a pros pro, and you are a pros pro, stand-up uh, encounters like a heckler in the audience. Is it is it like playing bingo when you already know the numbers in advance because you could crush them at any time? You know that. Do you enjoy that or uh, when they when they pipe up? Well, see, the problem with hecklers, why it's like a, it could always be a losing situation because you'll get someone who's drunk and they'll heckle. And you'll say something, to, and it'll shoot them. You know, it'll insult them, and the crowd laughs. And but then the heckler uh, hears the laugh, and in his mind, he thinks that means he's funny. Oh! And that encourages him to go on further. Hmm. I'll I'll, uh, I'll write that down. All right. I mean, not that I've ever heckled many people, so, but it's a kind of a strategy to get around that. So, all right. Um, well, ha have you know we've discussed this on a couple previous interviews that you are legendary for being frugally aware at all times. Notice I did not say cheap, as that would be demeaning. So, but I was wondering, <laughs> did you ever refer friends? Do you ever have you ever referred friends to companies for discounts? You know, a month free service for each person you send to them because that's a tough deal to refuse. Whatever your morals. Uh, yeah, no, no, I've never, I, I, I'm never able to think that well. That takes some thought, like, you mean those things where you, you get them to sign up, yep. and then you yep. get, yeah, no, I, I, I wish, I wish my mind could work that way. I'd probably get into it, but I never really thought, those things, I, I, I don't have the brain power for it. Well, uh, just a tip. It's been good to me, so I just thought I'd pass it on. One frugally conscious person to yeah. another. So, all right. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, uh, will, will somebody get the baby some applesauce, please? Jesus. Hey, um, so, Gilbert, um, um, I want to add, everyone should go now and listen to Gilbert's amazing, colossal podcast available at gilbertgodfrey.com and, of course, iTunes, correct? Oh, yes. 
All right. I think. I, I know it's GilbertGodfrey.com. All right. And oh, my Twitter is at Real Gilbert. Real, yeah, because there's so many fake Gilberts out there. I'm glad you set that straight. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'm, uh, I hope I catch up with you again sometime soon. So you take it easy, Mr. Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> you know, just once, I'd like to hear a black person say, Today I got on the elevator, there was a Jew standing there. I got so scared. I got on the elevator, the doors closed, I saw a Jew. I don't even think he lived in the building. This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. This is one of radio's most famous musical productions. The program that brings you the music of a nation that loves to sing and whose songs reflect the beauty and romance inherent in its way of life. This is a Spud Goodman Show. All right, musical guest interview time. Please say hello to Coma Figura. Uh, all right, guys, uh, please give me your names and the instruments and all that kind of basic stuff. Uh, I would be Kyle, and I play guitar and I sing. I'm Brittany, and I play guitar and sing also. I'm uh, Mike, and I play the drums. And I'm Jesse, and I play bass. All right, super. Well, I want to let you guys know, I, I, you already figured it out. You can take a look at the, the kid right now. But Donald's in the studio, and I, I don't want it to disrupt your performance. Yes, it's getting late for him now, and loud noise, like rock music, tends to make babies get a little agitated, but don't worry about it. I'm just going to have one of the interns, you know, stuff something in his ears. Just don't even worry about it, all right? Um, so, hey, but can I ask this, though? Is anybody in here good with diapers or doing baby stuff at all? No. Okay, no, fine. No, no, all right. Really so, um... Well, off the record, does anyone in the band own, say, maybe like a Poison or L.A. Guns album? Because all of us have albums in our home or car that we're embarrassed of. I myself own a White Snake cassette and a David Hasselhoff import CD from Germany. Uh, I got in the first year of Baywatch, by the way. How about you guys? Any Anything at all you could be willing to disclose? disclose? Uh, the first CD that I ever got, my parents got it for me, and it was Billy Joel's Greatest Hits. And I really love Billy Joel, but I seem to get a tremendous amount of flack for it. <laughs> Um, which I do not understand. Oh, I don't find it funny that, because I take so Billy Joel very seriously. That, that is not right on the shame scale. That's uh, there's 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 no shame there. I secretly love Sugar Ray. Okay, all right. And that's Justin for the record. Timberlake. That's exposed now. Yep. <laughs> I love every piece of music I've ever bought. All right. So I'm, I'm not ashamed oh. <laughs> Super. All right. Well, what are the mid to long term goals of the band? Uh, I would say uh, mid is uh, taking over the U.S. and then long term would be the world, right? I, I think that's pretty much. Might as well. Uh, no, we're uh, we're putting out a record. Uh, it's coming to vinyl, and uh, we just really want to be able to put out more records and eventually tour. And you're on Swoon Records, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, that's um, a Northwest label. All right, super. Yes. Right, what's the name of the first song you're going to do? It'll be the Resume Life. All right, let's do this. <laughs> Yes, there are lonely nights Ooh, brother, and there are nights that happen Stranger still I live in an old-growth night A one that says Nights are better like this while they are still mine. I hope but this resume life's a trap. It's a miracle anyone gets out of here alive. I was kidding. 
now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Poetry Man first appeared on Spud Show more than 25 years ago as the Northwest's leading expert on collecting tinfoil. His discovery of the holy and sacred tinfoil rabbit inspired him to devote his life to poetry. My Twitter feed. Some people spend all day tending to their Twitter feed. I myself have other things that are in need, like worrying about which southern states will again secede, or trying out new recipes with totally legal weed. Even with my ADHD, I also occasionally pick up a pamphlet to read. Some people spend all day tending to their Twitter feed, and some just stare at the sun. But who am I to judge? This is the Spud Goodman Show. Looks just like the real thing. All right. All right. Well, listen. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, I've been watching Donald here. And uh, when I gave him to you during the band playing, I thought maybe you would make sure that he kept foreign objects out of his mouth. But look at him over by the soundboard. You see, you see I, that? He got a mic cord in his mouth. It's a good thing he can't swallow it. I just put him down for a second. I had to grab yeah. a new bottle of Pepto. You, you know, I brought a bunch of his toys, as you can see on the floor. And what does he uh, go right to? A mic cord. Yeah, yeah. They should sell those at like Toys R Us, as it seems to be a really popular chew toy right now. You got to watch him all the time. I'm going to go get him. Okay, well, while you're over there, can you get me that package of donut holes in the bag over there? Donut holes? I thought they'd be more appropriate, you know, size for a baby, and they were on sale, which was uh, Okay, uh, yeah, there you go, Donald. Here. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is, uh, I, got the, I got the donut holes, and look what I've got for Donald. I've got a, uh, I've got a, a toy and a rattle for him. Let's that, see that's what do you think for of this? him, not you. Well, that's for him. Look. Look, you seem to be uh, enjoying that, that baby toy a lot more than him. Listen, I have a hard time believing that any mother would send her baby out with just two diapers. Well, she might have given me a full pack, but I thought two would be fine for the show and would last until we got back to my place. I only pee like, I don't know, twice every three or four hours during the day. I just assumed he had a stronger bladder. Well, what did you give him before you came down to the studio? Not much. You know, I gave him a few sips of Gatorade, you know, the lower sugar kind, yeah. and, and some bottled water I had, and you know, maybe a little bit of that Sobe sweet tea or whatever the crap it was. I don't know. I don't Not much, that's... just a little bit, because he's really a thirsty baby for some reason. Spud, you can't give Donald junk food at his age Cause he's not some lab rat locked in a cage And God forbid he gets hooked As he could turn on his mom in a violent rage you know what? I- I'm going to text my wife here in a second. I'm see if I can get a few tips. No. Listen, not that I'm not confident in my baby care skills, but it doesn't hurt to reach out for uh, a that's, lifeline. That's not necessary. We're doing fine here. Well, I was going to ask her about how to improvise a diaper here in the studio. Uh, if Donald needs changing one more time, we're going to have to be creative until you can get him home. Look, I-, I know he doesn't understand any English yet, but maybe he might pick up on the vibe from me that he just can't go to the bathroom anymore, at least for a little while. Well, you can try cajoling him, but, you know, you can't count on it. When nature calls, you have to answer it, you know? Well, I'm going to cross my fingers and hope uh, nature doesn't have Donald's cell number. Can you uh, see if our next guest is on the line, please? Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, could you could you hold him while I check with the soundboard? Um, yeah, okay, I'd, uh... <laughs> I'd like to, uh, this sounds like a duty for an intern, though. Have Trent come get him. Oh. 
I got Mr. Goodman. No problem. Super. You know, it does take a village. Everybody needs to know that in this place. Right yeah, now. yeah, I guess that's true. All but right. uh, hey, the board is telling me, uh, Spud, your next guest, Finesse Mitchell, is on the line holding. I was wondering what happened to him after he left Saturday Night Live. Well, I heard he's doing quite well right now. I know that. But hey, can you can you make sure the baby is kind of quiet during the interview? I, I'm sure Finesse doesn't. I don't know if he has kids, but I'm sure he can handle it. But I think Gilbert was a little weirded out hearing a baby make noises really? over the phone while we were talking. It was not very professional. You know, I, it's supposed to be a radio station. So let's do the best we can do, okay? Well, you know, Don... I don't want you to put your hand over his mouth and muffle him, but... No, no, but he he seems content right now with Trent. He's got such a big smile on his face. Trent? He always has that goofy smile. No, no. Oh, the the, the baby, right. Yeah. Well, Donald looks like uh, he has taken to Trent. Look at him over... Okay, now, I can see it now. I mean, who would have thought our intern would be a baby whisperer? Uh, Not me, but uh, should I put finesse on that? Yeah, let's do it right now. It's fairly manageable here. Please say hello to comedian, actor, and writer Finesse Mitchell. Thanks for calling in tonight, man. What's up, Spud? How you doing, bro? Not bad, not bad. Um, well, let's do a little background here. Um, everyone's familiar, okay. familiar with you. You know, you're three years on Saturday Night Live, and I have to ask this: uh, during your stretch on the show, it was not exactly a culturally diverse cast, but you know, in the last year or so, it seems to have improved a bit. But back then, there wasn't a lot of uh, people from other uh, ethnic backgrounds. Would you agree with that? Well, you know, we had Keenan Thompson. He was black. Yeah. And then we had uh, we had a custodial lady, Miss Janie. She was black. Okay. And then uh, and then we had uh, a door guy. Oh, there you go. Who was light skin? There you go. He was. So you know, it was it was as, as diverse as it was going to get. No, we had J.B. Smooth, who was you know the star of Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. He's he the was man. a writer. He's the man. Yeah, he's the man now. He's my my daughter's godfather. Really? And uh, wow. we yeah, man, we great friends. And uh, you know, back then, uh, I don't. I mean, it was an issue, but you know, it was SNL. So you know, you couldn't come in thinking you were going to change the world. Right. Just came in trying to get on TV and get your sketch on. That's all. You know. It seems, you know, like I said, it seems to have improved a bit this season. Uh, let me ask you this. The process of getting your sketches on the air, from what I understand, is challenging. So what do you do during the broadcast if that week you're not in much? Can you, like, hang out in the green room and snag some free food? Oh, man, you just sit in your dressing room or in the green room or wherever, and you just drink yourself silly. There you go. You know, right. SNL, is, SNL is definitely one of the coolest comedy shows and the longest running TV show on TV. Uh and and uh, just the atmosphere backstage is just great because it's always like a party atmosphere. And it's always fun to see people run out on stage, do this catch, and then run back to their dressing room and entertain their friends. So if you ever get a chance to go to New York City and you got an SNL ticket, it's one of the funnest experiences you'll ever imagine. And then you get to go to the after party. And then you get to go to the after after party. So That's I'm what glad I'm looking they for. Still got all the traditions going. And, you know, I just came from the SNL 40th reunion. Right. But when I tell you everybody was there, Everybody! Oh man, Leonardo DiCaprio. I can't even. You have to go on my Instagram page just to scroll down to see every picture that I took. I was a camera picture whore that day. I took pictures with everybody. Um, I'm scrolling through your Instagram page right now. All right, well, um, get that. Get down to the pages. Get down to the uh, pictures of me and my black Sean John tuxedo, and you you'll see me with everybody. I mean, I couldn't even when I, when I got to the after party. I turned around and Rihanna. Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian were standing behind me waiting to get a drink. I'm like, oh my goodness. Damn. Everybody's here. Nice. All right. Well, 
You know, you seem to have survived quite well after leaving Saturday Night Live. As I must say, right now, your career is cracking, man. Uh, you're working on a new HBO series, Brothers in Atlanta, and then another series on Showtime with Cameron Crowe titled Roadie. So throwing your stand-up tour, you're one busy man. But I really appreciate you doing your homework, brother. Yes, Finesse Mitchell is busy, not out in the street with a tin can, dancing on the corner, waiting for somebody to feed me. No, man, uh, everything has been popping off. I used to be uh, a guest, uh, I don't know what do you call it, a correspondent on the Today Show uh, right after SNL. I would do a lot of Bethany talk show. When Tyra was hot, I was doing a lot of Tyra talk show. But um, I always keep it moving. And uh, I've been in a couple of deals with NBC to try to develop some sort of game show. And so we're in the midst of that. But sure. um, right now, man, I'm hoping that uh, either Roadies on Showtime gets picked up or Brothers in Atlanta on HBO gets picked up. You know, all you need is one great thing for everything to just be like, kaboom. Then you can be the next Kevin Hart Jr. Yeah. What if now, they who, both... thought people, who thought people would be saying that 10 yeah? years later? Man, yeah? I just, I just want to be Kevin Hart Jr. Yeah. I, 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 maybe five <laughs> years ago I didn't see that coming, but the, the guy, he's earned it now. There's no doubt about that. Um, Absolutely. I was going to ask you, though, what if they both get picked up? Now, if they both get picked up, then I have to make a tough decision, and that's tough. Because you don't know which one is going to be successful. Right. So I don't know. Do you go with J.J. Abrams and Cameron Crowe, or do you go with Lauren Michaels and Tim Story? It's a it's a good it's a great problem to have, but yeah. you don't know. You don't know yeah. what to do. All right. Uh, both great scripts, and I have fun doing both. And the and the cast are, are great. I get to work with Maya Rudolph on uh, Brothers in Atlanta, and uh, she was a cast member of SNL when I was there. Right. And then uh, you know with Roadies, I get to work with Christina Hendricks for Mad Men and Luke Wilson. And uh, Machine Gun Kelly. So, you know, that is a great cast over on the other side. Jeez. Uh, that's a, yeah, as you say, it's a nice problem to have, man. Um, okay, well, let's take a look back further in your life, uh, Finesse. You were a cane, right? Played football at the U uh, in Miami? What era was that? Is Absolutely. that the, the Wild West period with a full team of NFL-ready players or after the NFL, NCAA sanctions? Uh, we were in the – we were before – Oh. So right, uh, you know, 1990-94, we won a championship in 91. We should have won it again in 92. We won it in 89, the year before I got there. Um, I thought, you know, when I was there, I used to always tell people, I used to say, hey, man, this is crazy. This is the craziest football program I've ever been a part of. We should be on TV one day. And sure enough, man, like 20 years later, they come out with the U. And I'm like, you know what? I knew we were doing wrong. But it wasn't wrong, like, oh, we doing something illegal. I just knew we were bad. I just knew that every time we played somebody, we kicked their butt. And I knew that, you know, when we got to Miami, we were just out of control. The, the, there were no rules or people pulling us in of what you could do or what you couldn't do. And it was just kids being kids. So we were probably Jameis Winston from Florida State times 10 back times, then when I was there. Times 10, wow. Well, uh, during the Luther Campbell period, Miami could have won the NFL East Division you know, a few times. Everybody kind of, if you know football, uh, you guys were a little, <laughs> a little bit of talent stacked on that roster. So anyway. Oh, man, when I was there, you know, we had Warren Sapp, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ray Lewis, Jeez. Ed Reed. I mean, we, it was just a, a beast of a team. And so uh, it was one of the best times of my life. I always say that uh, Saturday Night Live was the first best time of my life, and the University of Miami was the second best time of my life out of everything I've ever done. Wow. All right. And um, I've done a lot. Hey, Spud, 
I remember watching the Miami Hurricanes play all the time back then. Ask him if he knew The Rock well. Um... I'm not gonna ask him that. He already said he played with him. And that was before Dwayne Johnson was The Rock, and Vanessa's gotta be tired of that question. But like I said, Miami could've won at least the NFC East, and maybe the frickin' Super Bowl during that era. They were loaded. Google also says Finesse was a member of Kappa Alpha Fraternity. On, you might want to ask him about his No, time. God, I wish your wife wouldn't have got you that smartphone. You were way less annoying when you had that free flip phone. Well, it's opened up a whole new world for me for sure. Did you know you could check out your horoscope each day on your phone? Put your damn phone down and make sure Donald over there is doing okay. Look at him. He looks aggravated. <laughs> um, well, you've also written a book, Your Girlfriends Only Knows So Much. Uh, yes, no, sir. Are, are you sure of that? Because my experience has been that they know everything you do and pull it off without drones and high-tech intelligence gathering equipment. That's because they sneak you and they keep trying to go into your phone. Yes. That means that spud. That means you need to change your password like once a week. That's once why they know week? everything in your business. Once yeah, a week? man. Wow. Yeah, man. Girls are sneaky, bro. You got to change it once a week. Jeez. And what well, my book? My book is a relationship book for women who are trying to fall in love, stay in love get married like what do i do what am i doing wrong and sometimes they ask other girlfriends you know hey he said this what should i say well he did this what should i do so my book was a you know how-to book when you can ask a guy so basically ask a guy what the, what the guy was doing and what he means by this and that don't ask a girl ask a guy we'll tell you the truth as long as we're not dating you right spud well, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but haven't you ever given your all your friends that are females, haven't you ever given them great relationship advice because you weren't dating them, so you just told them the truth? Oh, that means this. This means that, right? Well, I don't want to divulge too much, so that's my next question. You, you also wrote an advice column for women at Essence magazine. You didn't divulge any classified inside information to the other side, did you? I mean, like the important stuff? No, not, not at all. Not okay. at all. all right. Come on, man. Uh, all right, uh, last question, and I saved this tired and worn-out nugget for the end. Um, apologies, mm -hmm. but I'm under orders to ask each guest this one. What has been your most memorable moment in show business to this point? My most memorable moment in show business. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I would, I would have to say um, my first week on SNL, Jack Black was the host. But my second week, when I knew nothing from nothing, just a stand-up comic off the street, my second week, Halle Berry was the host. Oh. And I thought that was a very memorable moment for me because we're sitting in a room by ourselves because Lauren said, hey, Finesse, go in the room. Halle's in there by herself. Just keep her company. And I was like, what the hell? So going in there, sitting down with Halle Berry, when two weeks earlier I was just in L.A. on stage just trying to be a stand-up comic, you know, we're not trying. I was doing that very successfully. Right. But uh, I think that that big jump to, oh, you're in the big leagues now because now you're going to be talking to Halle Berry and then next week Tom Hanks is going to be here. And then next week, uh, you know, Robert Duvall is going to be here. And then next week Usher and Prince is going to be I think that was a very memorable moment in my showbiz career. Hey, we want to uh, thank you so much for checking in with us tonight. Hey, Spud, anytime you want me to hang out with you at night, brother, hit me up. We can get something real sexy going Ooh. with the ladies. We can have them call in. We can give them relationship advice together. Ooh. Or we can have the dudes call in, and we can give them relationship advice on how to keep good women down. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, forget, I, I, forget, I forget that last part. Forget that yeah, last part. Yeah, we will right. talk to the ladies all night. Make it, we'll play some sexy music in the background. We'll light some candles, and we'll drink red wine, and we will be the new male version of Scandal. 
Ooh, I like that. All right. Yeah, I'm, you I'm like a, that. See? I'm going to hold you to that one. So, all right. Mr. Yeah, man, hit me up. We'll, we'll help all the women all over the country that's listening to you. Super. All right. Mr. Finesse Mitchell. Okay, bro. Fellas, if you give your woman some money, that is a gift. Gave it to her. It is a gift. Now, fellas, if your lady gives you some money, that is a loan. And all debts are expected to be paid before any sex will take place. Because ain't nothing worse than a man thinking he about to have sex with his woman and he come in the room butt naked and excited. Baby! You ready? I don't know. You got that $300 you owe me? Oh. Never mind. You got the Jergens? The Jergens is cheaper. This is the Spud Goodman Show. That should be fun. I think I'll try that. All right, once again, Coma Figura.
Welcome, everyone, to the 18th program of the 24th Annual Standard School Broadcast Course in Music Enjoyment. These musical portraits of famous Americans are transcribed by the Standard Oil Company of California, especially for you, our listening audience in the classrooms and homes throughout the Pacific West, Alaska, and Hawaii. We're going to paint the portrait of probably the most famous of all Americans, the father of his country, George Washington. George Washington was born on a plantation his father died, and he went to live at Mount Vernon. He was a good student. He received an official commission as surveyor and entered into the midst of the French and Indian War. He met the wealthy and charming widow. Why, that's young George Washington. Care to dance the minuet? Wonderful. The quiet country life of Mount Vernon. I believe the graft on this peach tree is going to work. Or the injustices of the mother country. Peace and freedom. The famous Boston Tea Party. The Continental Congress. Continental Congress? The delegates adopted numerous resolutions. War with the mother country. How I shall miss my dear Martha. My family. My home by the Potomac. There is but one who was all this, and ours, and all men's. 
Washington. 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 Whom you've no doubt heard of. Hey, this is Cheech Marin, and you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. So am I. So keep listening. It could pay off. Hey, uh, Spud, I was texting my wife, Rachel, about dealing properly with Donald here. Yeah. And she sort of freaked out. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Yes, I have three kids, and to be honest, she didn't really let me have that much to do with them when they were babies. So after my last text, I might have got her a little concerned. Can you talk to her for just a second? Let her know everything's under control here. Maybe say you're handling it. She doesn't trust me much with this kind of stuff. So, uh, Hey, Dave, can callers hear what we're saying while they're on hold? No. Okay, okay, good. Okay, you want me to waste airtime air reassuring your wife you're not endangering an infant? Yeah. Well, we don't want her to call the cops or CPS, so... Yeah, yeah, p- put, put his wife on just for a sec, all right, before she does something stupid. Gerald? Is this Gerald? I have called your cell phone seven times in the last few minutes. Has something happened to Donald? You know you should never be around babies. You don't even know CPR. Uh, Rachel, just because I flunked that CPR class at the church, like... 15 years ago, I'm very responsible around children. And I'll tell you what, we should be discussing this later when I get home. But God forbid I'm asking you to be the responsible adult in that studio. But be aware, Gerald just is not that coordinated and is prone to drop things. It's just best that if he doesn't pick up any children under six or so. Our oldest, Gerald Jr. Yeah, I don't have time for this. Uh, No offense, uh, I don't want to be disrespectful to your wife or anything, but I got to go here because we're running out of time, okay? Uh, Donald's fine. Uh, He's fine. All right. And uh, uh, lift his head. Lift his head a little bit. I I, I, I know how to hold up a baby's head. Get his head. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Okay. Rachel, uh, we'll take care of him. I'll see you soon. All right. Good night. All right. Super. You know, I should should say I I am a superstitious person, so I probably shouldn't say this. But so far, so good with the last diaper, you know. Yeah. I know, I know there were doubters out there saying I'd be driving home with having Donald wrapped in a plastic grocery bag, but, you know, hey, no, dude, don't bounce him on your knee like that. Oh. I mean, that could activate his bladder or bowel. Just, uh, or bowels, or is it plural? Anyway, just keep him still. That, that's really hard to pull off, Spud. When babies are awake, they like to move their limbs. Right now, if I wasn't holding Donald, he'd be crawling right out the studio door. Babies are not stuffed animals. Well, even though it's daylight savings time out now, he cannot be allowed to go outside and play. So if you put him down, lock the studio door. Oh, right, right. Uh, you know what? The wife uh, she, the wife just texted me back, and she suggested we burp him because he I sounds like he might be gassed. I hope she's not pissed at me because I, maybe I was a little... I just, I'm running out of time, man. Just well, tell, explain. Get me out of that when you get home. I'll talk to her. How can he... How could she know he sounds gassy? I, I don't hear... Put, I don't hear him burp. Put him up to my ear. No, he, he, no. no. Could, could you wipe his runny nose, though? Well, I mean, I don't want snot sorry. on my new... Well, you my, said my, put him up to your ear. But it's my favorite sports coat, and I, I just should have worn one of my old thrashed ones that I'm sick of. <sighs> that was this dumb move. Anyway, well, uh, listen, she mentioned in the text his gurgling sounds like he sounds uncomfortable. I got to tell you, the woman knows babies. Uh, I'll share with you if if you have developed a little problem with uh, if I hadn't developed a problem with my plumbing there uh, later on. I don't on in my know life. that. Well, there would be a lot more little hole comes no, running I'm done. around the house. I don't want to hear that. That's disturbing. So eight eight let's change I was thinking maybe, you know, you could come home with me and Donald, you know, and hang out until Latasha gets off work at my apartment because I'm working on this huge puzzle, the Grand Canyon, oh. and I'd like to finish it up tonight. It takes up so much space, uh, you know, on the living room floor. I need another set of eyes because this, this little guy is quick as a snake. 
Subcontracting out, babysitting Donald is just not right. It's you, Spud Goodman, who must keep him in plain sight while he goes about exploring your apartment with all of his might. Spud, I, I gotta tell you, I would love to go hang out with you and Donald at your place. It'd be awesome, but Rachel needs me to come home right after we're done because the bathroom sink has leaked. You, you can't fix, you can't fix a leaky sink. Be honest. Come on, man. Well, really, it's it, Rachel. She's pretty skilled with the tools, yeah, but she needs think... me to hold the flashlight right. when she works under yeah. the sink. Okay. It's a two-person job for yeah. sure. Yeah, well, Donald, hey, Donald will you burp him now? He does look a little, little, he does look a little gassy. Yeah, burp him. Burp him. And don't give him that shaken baby syndrome. I've, I've read about that, and it's uh, listen, not a good thing. I know the band's about to play again, but I would advise you to use something more effective than toilet paper in his ears this well, time. Well, I know. I don't want I don't have to explain to Latasha why he's Pete Townsend before his first birthday yeah. party. Can you tear off a piece of, the, of a Slim Jim? And- the original recipe for Slim Jims was formulated by Adolf Levis in 1928. He sold the company to General Mills in 1967 for $20 million. That'll work in a pinch. Oh, yeah, I guess. That's probably a lot safer place uh, in his ears than it is his mouth. Yeah. Hey, Trent, uh, toss me a Slim Jim. All right. Okay, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and shout. You've been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show, a portentous harbinger of what the Internet of Things has in store for us all. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. The executive producer is Lori Madsen. Video director is TJ Pites. Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Spud's Greek chorus is the folk singers in hell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2015 Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Hello, 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 everybody. My name is Lawrence, and I will be your host for tonight's Spud Goodman Post Show Report here. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed the first hour with Spud and his guests. Uh, well, uh, and if not, if you didn't know, well, you know, there's always this show here. And uh, See, because we got tons of music to play for you in addition to airing highlights from his show over the last hour. Y- you know, I-, I should probably introduce our guest her- co-host tonight. Her name is Bethany, isn't that right? Bethany, welcome. Yeah, thank you, Lawrence. This is a thrill, I must say. I won't lie, this is my first time on the radio, but Lori assured me that it wasn't that difficult to do, especially on this program. No, no, no. Well, now we never met, but 
I heard from my coworkers that, that you're a friend of our executive producer, Lori Matson. Is that right? Yes, we live in the same condominium. Oh. I'm two floors down from her. We got to know each other at a building Christmas party a few years ago, and we do a lot together these days. She's a real firecracker. Uh, you guys, I told you she was buddies with Lori. Now, does everyone believe me? Uh, you know, that's not confirmed at all, Dirk. You know, and I think we better uh, leave that discussion for off the air. I'm just saying that the excuse that she laid out at the staff Super. meeting, you know, that we needed to bring in a woman to be our co-host to build on our demo of sexually frustrated males was bunk. I thought I did a heck of a job the last couple of weeks filling in. I know for a fact two or three women tuned in to hear me on the air. Excuse me? Are you insinuating I'm personally involved with Lori? And that's why I was chosen to be guest host tonight? I find super. that offensive. For starters, and secondly, I may not have that much experience on a radio show, but I'm a well-educated woman who can discuss a wide array of topics. Why don't you hold your judgment until after the show? Okay, okay. You, you know, uh, Doug, Doug, maybe you, uh, you should uh, get those highlights ready to go in and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you when we need you, huh? So it's going to be like that, huh? Super. Uh, uh, Bethany, uh, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about you? Okay, I'm I'm a single mother of a 17-year-old son. I'm a massage therapist. I enjoy movies and music and reading. What else do you want to know? Do you actually know anything about music? I mean, it's a big part of the show. What was the last song you played on your iPod? I don't own an iPod. There. Yes, see? What did I tell you guys? I prefer right, to use my phone as I have extra storage. I think I have over 3,500 songs on there right now. Do you want to examine my library of songs? Oh, no, no, that's not going to be necessary. Uh, Derek? I'll let you know when we need you, okay? And, uh, uh, so, Bethany, uh, uh, have you done any lock-up time? You, now, you don't look like uh, prison material, but you know, how about maybe a stretch in county jail? Um, no, I've never been arrested. I did get a ticket once for public urination, but that's a very long story. So, okay. you're the uh, ex-convict, super. right? Yeah, yeah. Lori told me about you. You're really built. Must have been no. all that time in the weight room, huh? No, 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 no. See, I have to keep telling people on the street that I that I never went in for lifting weights much and all that stuff. Because, you know, I, I mean, I could handle myself in the gym, but I spent most of my time in the prison library because I was studying for, for getting my, working on my BA and then later my master's in fine arts. So. Oh, I didn't know you had a graduate degree. Lori didn't mention it. So what do you want me to do tonight? I'm all yours. Yeah, um, yeah I guess just just be a woman because, you know, the studios is filled with dudes and all. So, you know, I'll tell you, well, why don't we start off things with a little bit of music here? First, we're up. Uh, there's something by DJ BC and the Beastles. This is titled Trip of Trouble. And then we have a band that was in the studio here on two occasions. That's Blanco Bronco. And this song here is titled Pixels. And you know, I got to say this week that they were featured, the featured band on our plague segment with a live performance shot in our studio from an episode on January 12th, just last year, 2014. And that is still available for viewing on Spud's YouTube channel. You check it out. But first up, we're going to start with the Beastles. Oh, oh yeah. well, we'll play your record. Um, yeah, we've got it right here. Oh, good. I'm putting it on now.
I was a lawyer, misinformer. I was engaged in the crime. I was your warrior, I was your savior, I was your angel disguised. I was dancing with all the devils, having the latest great time. time. Goodman Radio Show. All right, all right. We're back here with Coma Figura here in the house tonight. Sounding good. Y'all, hey, how you doing tonight? All right. Doing good, good. Sounding good, sounding good. Now, you know, of course, I got to get this out of the way like I do with everybody. But uh, anybody here in the band done been in lockup, you know, I'm not talking about locked up in a closet. I'm talking about like time in the joint. <laughs> Both. Mm, that, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's double time. Super. Orange is the new black. Entirely uh, based on me. Uh, there you go. You were the model for that, huh? Nah, all right. Not, not, but the, the name here of your, your band, Coma Figure, that's kind of a trippy name. So where did you get that name? <laughs> uh, uh, totally randomly. Uh, it sounded trippy. So we decided to... Uh, we were going for something that kind of sounded like a car. And uh, kind of sounded uh, sophisticated. So, you know, we kind of threw another language in there. And then, like, uh, you know, I, we were just looking for a band name. It looks cool on kinda, paper. It looks cool. It does. Um, it sounds cool, too. You know, oh. you nailed the trippy, sophisticated thing. Good job with that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Now, now, as far as your snack food choices as a band, now, now uh, what, do you, what do you like to have to prepare for a show? You know, what, what gives you a little boost, a little energy there? I got to have apples. <laughs> Mike sliced apples. Oh yeah, you're in the right place. The Washington State apples and all. Mm. Nice, nice. And, and now, who had the, the the biggest influence on you guys musically? Who is your big influences? Modest Mouse. I would say Modest Radiohead. Mouse is pretty much yeah, yeah. Wilco. Wilco. Oh Wilco, yeah, yeah. Good 2000s oh. indie rock. Fleetwood Mac. Oh, a little Fleetwood uh, Mac. absolutely, Fleetwood Mac, super yeah, for sure. And Billy Joel. I want to plug Billy Joel again. Real quick. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Now, you're going to play some, uh, one more song for us tonight. What's the name of the last song you're going to do for us? It's called Piled Stone Mammoth Skulls. All right. Coma Figura. Remember a quivering lung Return to a short rubber band No pull when your eyes open wide Oh, it's strange Long clippings from hours before Green stains on the dry pavement Washed out in gasoline blue Hey kid, I'm talking here
say goodbye to the gallery. I remember your haircut smile The backseat dressed up by a street line When flattery slipped like a gown Those glowing wrists I don't wear out my maps like the moth times Running to bad perforations all with my back to my good end Oh, it's strange Say goodbye to the shit show Time for me to call on you here now tonight. Uh, is, it, is it my turn now? It is your turn I, now. Yeah, this can, is your time to shine. I can talk. I'm yes. allowed now. Yes, All right, you can. cool, super. So, in our first clip of the night, we have uh, Spud's interview with Gilbert Gottfried, and in the clip, Gilbert talks about what you should do if you should ever encounter a wild heckler in an audience. Well, when a pros pro, <laughs> like a pros pro, and you are a pros pro, stand up uh, encounters like a heckler in the audience. Is it is it like playing bingo when you already know the numbers in advance because you could crush them at any time? You know that. Do you enjoy that, or uh, when they when they pipe up? Well, see, the problem with hecklers, why it's like a, it could always be a losing situation because you'll get someone who's drunk and they'll heckle. And you'll say something, to, and it'll shoot them. You know, it'll insult them, and the crowd laughs. And but then the heckler uh, hears the laugh, and in his mind, he thinks that means he's funny. Oh, and that encourages him to go on further. Hmm. I'll I'll, uh, I'll write that down. All right. I mean, not that I've ever heckled many people, so, but it's a kind of a strategy to get around that. So, all right. Um, well, ha- have you know we've you ever been heckled, Derek? Uh, I haven't been heckled. I have heckled though. Oh, you've been the heckler. I've been the heckler. I've I've been that wild heckler. Yeah. Did they shoot you back down when you tried to do that? Uh, luckily, I was at a uh, open mic night, so the comic that I decided to heckle wasn't too experienced and. He kind of wet himself on stage and had to leave early. Oh, see, now that's what you're going for, too. The oh, wet see, I didn't, back I, didn't, I didn't want to take it that far. I mean, I felt a little bad afterwards. Nah, you didn't feel bad, did you? Come on, not, dude. Not a whole you lot. Know. But you know, you can put that on your resume, too. You know, if you want to be a professional heckler, mm-hmm. you can say that you got somebody to wet their pants. Yeah. yeah they'll, they'll hire you anywhere to heckle. That's yeah. some good credentials right there. That's right. I'll, we'll put that on my resume. Yeah, you you could be in the heckler hall of fame. Yeah, that'll get you in the heck of the Hall of Fame. I know man, people can do that. You know, I'm impressed. Yeah. All right, well, let's hear some more music now. We got first up a great Northwest band from the past. This is the Screaming Trees and their song, Chance Has Come. And then after that, we got a live cut from the Flaming Lips, their cover of the classic, Somewhere Over the Rainbow.
I can't understand 
For more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, y'all. I got to like to confess something here. The Screaming True song, you know, I said something different, and I got a little mush mouth that as I do sometimes. That song was actually called Change Has Come. Yeah, there it is. Lawrence, I believe hmm? we have a call on the line. Do you want to take it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be okay to take a call by now. So, hey, all right, caller, are you there? Yeah, and I just wanted to know who this chick is. I've listened to the last few weeks, and I really like that Derek guy who is filling in for the hey, old co-host, Gina. He has a lot of potential if he just <laughs> got a chance to show it. Yeah, Super. well, you know, I thought Derek did a pretty good job the last two weeks. But, you know, this was a discussion by a decision that is by our executive producer, because she's the one who felt that we need to be more diverse with our on-air staff. And she said it's basically kind of like a sausage factory in the studio right now. You know, I don't want to get in the middle of this, but I think so far I'm doing a pretty darn well tonight, right? Uh, you mind if I jump in? All the caller is trying to say is that maybe I didn't get a fair opportunity opportunity to show what I could do if I had the full-time job. Two weeks just isn't enough time to do that. Super. I am an impartial listener, but I have to say, Derek was way better than this lady. Does she even know anything about Sports. Hey, look, Carla, you know, this is not really a sports talk show. You know, we might touch on sports uh, from time to time, but this is an entertainment and music program, you know. I resent the accusation that women don't know anything about sports. I play Division One college soccer, so I can handle myself on this subject. 
I said sports, not girl stuff like soccer or cheerleading. I refuse to feel like a sexist just because I'm an expert on just about any sport. Okay, I mean any real sport. There you go, Derek. We want to hear more from you about stuff like sports and camping. Yeah. Can the lady there do this? I seriously doubt uh, super. Uh, Carla, we, you know, we thank you for your opinion and all that. And uh, just keep listening to the show. Uh. Yeah, thanks for calling in and expressing your opinion. We will just have to agree to disagree. Derek, should I bring up about you being a home brewmaster? That's a good thing. Well, Does do the that. lady there know anything about <laughs> making beer at home? Uh, oh, look, okay, now, Carla, we got to go. Uh, Carla. Derek is also a huge all right, all right. Now, let's get back to some more music here, because, you know, we, we're going to play a band from Ontario, Canada. It's Pup and their song Reservoir. And then we have another fine Northwest band from the past. This is Sky Cries Mary and their song Shipwrecked. <laughs>
Hey, listen, y'all, I got, I wanted to, to say something on the air about this app that I found last week. This app is really cool. What does it do? Well, okay, I don't know if this is going to have, like, mass appeal, like, to millions of people or anything like that, but it was perfect for me and my friends because it was this app to temporarily stop an ankle bracelet from monitoring your every movement. It pauses Super, it. Super. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Because let me let me tell you, there's some times when you don't really feel comfortable having the world knowing that you drop by like, a, you know, like an adult toy store, like a Hustler, for example. You know, not not, not like it would be against my parole or anything to, to go to one of those places, but it's kind of like a private thing, you know. It, it's bad enough that you might run into your neighbor or your pastor or something like that there, but, you know, who wants a PO knowing your private business? Um... Isn't it their job to know where their parolees are at all times? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I guess it is. But, you know, look, there's, there's times you just want to keep, you know, some things on the down low. It's embarrassing to some of us. Uh, you know, so now I'm expecting this app is going to be real popular with, you know, the people I know, my so, people. So are you wearing an ankle monitor right now? I can't even see it. Are you are you chipped like a dog? No, Dad, no, no, no. I'm way beyond that these days. But, you know. 
when I first got out, you know, I had to wear one. And yeah, you know, uh, you know, wait, 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 the next time I reported to my PO, you know what? He was asking me if I had bought any butt plugs lately. You know, he got a good laugh at my expenses. Like that. Not super. Yeah. Not super. Yeah. So, well, uh, there. You know, I shared that story. All right. I, I wasn't going to, but oh, well. Adult toy, adult toys are nothing to be ashamed of, Lawrence. Well, yeah, but yeah, I tell you what, they're really popular inside the walls. I gotta tell you, you know, yeah. All right, well, let's get back to some music here. We're gonna lead off with the rockabilly great Ronnie Self and his tune "Bebop Alina," and then we have a band from the state of Virginia. This is Pontiac and their song "Lions of Least." Oops, Scooby Dooby Lena, go gal, go bop, Alina, bop, Alina. She my gal. Bobalina, Bobalina, yeah, she my gal. She my gal, and I love her so. Scooby Dooby Lena, go gal, go. Well, a school bells are ringing, everybody running out. Going through the shack, gonna shake it all about. Bobalina looking like a rose from the wild. Man, I dig that to a now. When she get her going, she's a real cool chick. She do the beat bop like a pogo stick. Bobalina, Bobalina, yeah, she my gal. Oh, Bobalina, Bobalina, yeah, she my gal. She my gal, and I love her so. Oops, Scooby Dooby Lena, go gal, go. On the camel walk, Bobalina, Bobalina, she my gal. Oh, Bobalina, Bobalina, yeah, she my gal. She my gal, and I love her so. Scooby Dooby, Lena, go gal, go.
This is the Sped Goodman Post Show Report. Hey, you guys. Uh, I don't know if any of you were here before me, but did uh, did Spud have Donald in the studio again? Donald, uh, the little one? They had that yeah, little... definitely. Definitely. He did? Yeah. It, was, it was Chuck E. Cheese in here. I was going to say, I got up to go grab a water out of the fridge, and I like slipped and baby spit up. So. It stinks. Yeah, I, I was wondering what that was. Is that what that is? That smell? Super. Baby running around here? I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, we, I need to, uh, we need to bring that up in the next staff meeting, that if he's going to have him in the studio, look, I don't care, but... You know, clean up after him. There's got to be no evidence that there was some little child yeah. in here. Yeah, I think that's a good call right there. And on that yeah. note, we'll move on to the next highlight. Is yeah, it that time? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So in this highlight, we have Spud going to his good old standby question that he asks every single guest what their uh, most memorable moment was. In this clip, we have Finesse Mitchell talking about his. Apologies, but I'm under orders to ask each guest this one. What has been your most memorable moment in show business to this point? My most memorable moment in show business. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I would I would have to say um, my first week on SNL, Jack Black was the host. But my second week, when I knew nothing from nothing, just a stand-up comic off the street, my second week, Halle Berry was the host. Oh. And I thought that was a very memorable moment for me because we're sitting in a room by ourselves because Lauren said, hey, Finesse, go in the room. Hallie's in there by herself. Just keep her company. And I was like, what the hell? So going in there, sitting down with Halle Berry, when two weeks earlier I was just in L.A. on stage just trying to be a stand-up comic. You know, we're not trying. I was doing that very successfully. Right. But uh, I think that that big jump to, oh, you're in the big leagues now because now you're going to be talking to Halle Berry and then next week Tom Hanks is going to be here. And then next week, uh, you know, Robert Duvall is going to be here. And then next week Usher and Prince is going to be here. I think that was a very memorable moment in my showbiz career. Um, yeah, you know, the thing about that is you never, you know that he never talked about what happened in there, but I think it's because he couldn't say nothing. Uh, she's probably, he's probably saying, I'll be Halle, I'll be Halle, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's what I would have been yeah. doing. Yeah, that's that's how I would. You know, that's I, how I all think men are around her. I think it's it's yeah. kind of it's kind of comparable to like a, a like being a guy. I can use a sports metaphor here, like jumping from college to the pros. Like you got to think some of those NFL quarterbacks that step into their first big game like that. That's got to be a that's got to be a big jump. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you're going from like these two fifty to three hundred pound linemen. So with the Halle Berry, it's kind of like going to like one of those C or D grade models that you know do the cover of like a boat show. Magazine to Halle Berry. I, I uh, wonder if, if, if <laughs> you know. Spud built a green room. If we could start getting guests like Halle Berry, uh, a green room. Yeah, because uh, he was in the green room with her, right? Well, we, if we had a green room, yeah, let's get in yeah. the lobby for a green room. Yeah, Maybe a green room will bring her on. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I get think, some refreshments. I think, absolutely. I think there's a lawnmower shed behind the studio. Maybe we could like convert that into a green room. <laughs> All right, let's go back to this a little bit. Some more music we got going here. Um, let's go start off with a great. Uh, Northwest band. This is Sound Garden from their early days. Now, this is Sub Pop Rock City. And then we have something from way back Creation and the song Making Time.
Hello. This is Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. I just want to know what, what the heck's going on. Well, you know, I had this problem. What the heck's going on? Yeah, okay, well, do you think you'd have too much of trouble if we got rid of our sideburns? At your earliest convenience. Well, I know you've said that before, but do you think Bruce and mine? This is Bruce Pappas. And Bruce, I mean, okay, can we have our drummer back, Bruce? Bye. <laughs>
is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, well, you know, I think this show's about done, but I think it went pretty well. What do you guys think? Well, I had a lot of fun. I don't know if I would want to do this every other week, but I do have a life, too, you know. Yep, it can be pretty grueling at times, week after week. Some, unfortunately, just haven't survived the grind. Many have tried, but few have succeeded. Wait wait a minute. Wait, wait. Okay, uh, Bethany, you know, Derek here, he's slightly exaggerating things a a little bit because the the previous co-host, Gina, she's out on maternity leave. And then the prior host, Ivy Quinn, now she's out on a sabbatical. But now I, I tell you, actually, I guess she is scheduled to, to, to come in soon to fill in as my co-host. So, Super. you know, I tell you, what, if you want to come back here, you know, it wouldn't have to be every week. You know, we're pretty flexible. Oh, but Bethany, but what about your son? I mean, it's dark out now. I mean, who's watching him? He's 17. He's in ROTC and he's in his senior year. I don't see much of him these days anyway, so that won't be an issue for me. If I decide I want to try this out on a regular basis, it has been fun, for sure. Fun? You know that can turn on a dime and suddenly go in an ugly direction, right? Well, I tell you what, Bethany, if you do do decide that you want to come in and you want to guest the host again, you will be welcome. I can tell you that. Yeah. (laughs) I will talk it over with Lori. Uh, Okay, we, we need super, to thank our super. esteemed panel here tonight. We got Dave on the soundboard. Well done, Dave. Well, thank you very much, Lawrence. It's oh, you're uh, a pleasure to be here, and it was nice to meet Bethany. Well, yeah, it, it is nice to meet Bethany. It's nice to have a board here. And we also have uh, our engineer, Mike. You great job once again, Mike. Yeah. Thanks, Lawrence. Appreciate yeah. it. And, uh, of course, we got Anna and Trent back in the studio. Hey. hey yeah, welcome. I don't have be anything to say this week. Sorry. Well, you guys, you know what I always say, be careful out there because you never know, you know, with the whole college party and scene, you know, you got to keep your nose to the grindstone. Uh-huh. And yeah, now Derek, Derek, I think we probably heard just about enough out well, of you that, for tonight. Hey, I just wanted to thank our listeners who tuned in tonight to hear me. My whole family committed on Facebook to listen tonight. So, hey guys. Okay. All right. Super. So, look, why don't we leave you with this last song? This one is by Dr. West's Medicine Show and their song, The Eggplant Who Ate Chicago. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Oh, hey, and a big, uh, big hate of my best friend, Doug. It was just like sugar You better watch out for The eggplant that ate Chicago For he may eat your city soon You better watch out for The eggplant that ate Chicago
Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Associate producer, David Deere. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Anna Howell and Trent Botello. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Copyright 2015, Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. You know, Derek, I don't think this is a good idea. You know what? I just just give me a little bit of time, okay? So everybody left the studio now. Lawrence is gone. Beth and Bethany's gone. Thank God. Um, so I just wanted to take this time to ask our listeners to uh, send emails, nice emails, to our executive producer Lori Madsen about how much you guys enjoy listening to me and how awesome I would be as the co-host of the show with Lawrence. I mean, Lawrence and I get along great. You guys have heard this show long enough to know that you know we have great chemistry. This Bethany chick. Uh, I don't know. Just forget about...